Hello, and welcome to the Conrad Life Report for uh, Thursday, May 16th. Um, Coming to you from my favorite chair in Carroll Gardens, Brooklyn. It's been just under two weeks since the last Life Report. And um, let's see. Well, I guess I'll start off with everything I did. The big big, uh, social event of the last two weeks was, um, well... The weekend of May second, third was pretty pretty happening. Um, uh, on the Friday night, I watched my nieces who live upstairs, uh, as well as Oliver. Just just me watched both of them because um, all of the other grownups uh, here at this address had various plans, and um, so we did the usual ice cream and everything. But I was trying to figure out a movie that Oliver might like that also. The girls might be okay with watching too, and um, I settled on an American Tale, which is from the '80s. But I thought Oliver might like it because he loves New York City, and there's you know, it's a tale of a of a mouse coming to New York City, um, and there's shots of the Brooklyn Bridge, and it's all in Manhattan. So I went okay, but I'd forgotten about the great song somewhere out there. Which who sings it? James Ingram and Linda Ronstadt, I think. Um, so anyway, I've, that song has randomly been in my head for the past two weeks somewhere out there, which is it's a really nice song. Um, and I, I think it, it must have won a, an Oscar or something. Anyway, but uh, no, the big, big social event was, uh, let's see, on Saturday, May 3rd. Well, first of all, um, my very close college friends, which would be uh, Mark Graham and Eric Michelson and uh, Jim Wartenby and... Well, and me, and we went to uh, our friend Dave Stockwell's restaurant, Fawn, in Prospect Heights, which is on Vanderbilt, uh, right near St. Mark's, and just a great new American restaurant, I guess you would call it. And uh, we got a plum seat near the front, nice window booth. Uh, it was gorgeous, and Fawn is one of those great restaurants. What's well, great? I'm just throwing in great because it is great, but um, where the menu has like you know, kind of like four or five appetizers, four or five first courses, four main courses. Um, And since there were four of us, and since we were in the mood to splurge and go all out, we ended up ordering the entire menu. We just shared everything, Uh, basically because it worked out to if if all four of us each got the prefix or whatever, you know, ordered everything, we would basically cover everything on the menu. So that's what we did, and it was phenomenal. I go to Fawn once in a while because it happens to be right across the street from Complete Music Studios, which I think I've mentioned in the past, um, which is a great music rehearsal space slash storage space. And um, so often we'll go there for a drink before or after rehearsal. But um, yeah, it was nice to just sit down and actually have a big, awesome dinner. So then what we did was um, we went to go see the Lemonheads at Brooklyn Bowl, which is... uh, a very now thing to do because of that whole Gen X um, expose <laughs> or um, roundup theme, you know, theme week at the New York Times uh, th- this week. So when they actually had a profile of of Evan Dando, which was uh, sobering, as my friend Mark put it, uh, because when we saw the Lemonheads at Brooklyn Bowl a couple weeks ago, Evan Dando seemed very out of it. I, I, the best way to put it is he he seemed not all there. 
just kind of like stared straight ahead. He performed the songs. The band seemed to be eyeing him anxiously. This is just my take on having been in bands and knowing how eye contact works and how people's body language is. And it looked like they were watching him to sort of either just follow him to make sure they were everyone was like on the same page within a song or even just to see if um something would happen but anyway the best part of the show was he came out Evan came out by himself and did the outdoor type that song um so that was like <laughs> a pleasant surprise like oh this show might be pretty good but he just sort of came and stared you know he's this like tall handsome hulking dude standing up there just kind of staring straight ahead it was it's it's a little off-putting um discussed this on twitter a bit and um my friend rick webb noted that he doesn't go to see the Lemonheads anymore because of similar similar vibes he gets from from the from the stage show so anyway so I left that show a little early. Oh, I want to mention Tommy Stinson was the opener of Tommy Stinson from the replacements and Bash and Pop and Perfect. And he played solo and he was great. He just like is so good at what he does and he just plays great rock and roll. And whether he's the lead or the bass player, he's just really got a nice stage presence and he's got a real laid back atmosphere. Um, I met Tommy Stinson once. Uh, in December of 2003, this was when my friend Richard Fortas, uh, who I don't really know anymore, I've fallen out of touch, but he's a great guy. He had just joined Guns N' Roses like two years before or the year before. And I still would see Richard around because um, he worked, he sort of did music for the studio that I sort of helped out at too, which was an offshoot of the old heavy.com. Anyway, so the night before Guns N' Roses embarked on this big, U.S. tour uh, where they were playing the Garden the night before. There was a little party at Niagara, that bar on Avenue A and Seventh Street, right by Tompkins Square Park. And so I went. The party was in the basement. It was surprisingly easy to get into. Although I guess the whole thing is like no one knew it was there. So I just went up there and I said, "I'm here for the party." And they're like, "Okay, go on down." And it was not even that crowded, but um, people were there. Like. The band was all there except for Axel, of course. I wasn't expecting Axel Rose to be there. But um so I was talking to Richard about how much I love the replacements and I'd always always told him that. I was like, I'm gonna buy Tommy Stinson a drink one day. So so uh, I was talking to Richard that night and he uh, gushing about the replacements and he just stops me and he goes, he goes, Dude, let's go meet Tommy right now. I'm like, All right. So we walk <laughs> like twenty feet across the room, you know, because Tommy it was just you know, if you've been in the basement of Niagara, it's just a small basement of a bar it's like a tiki theme or something down there or at least it was and um we go down and you know we go up to tommy and tommy looks at at rich who he they know each other very well and and uh he goes hey man and, and richard says tommy i want you to meet and this was great this made me feel like you know a million bucks he goes tommy i want you to meet my good friend uh conrad who is just a longtime fan of yours and really and kind of jokingly said this in the way he should have conveyed it you know he gave it the right spin but he was like you know his his lifelong dream is to buy you a drink you know haha and i'm sitting there smiling with dumb smile on my face and tommy looking like tommy stinson by the way you know like cool hair like cool clothes everything and he's listening to richard this whole time and then he turns his head and looks at me for the first time and uh and just says, 
I'm already double fisting, dude. And I look down and he's holding like two drinks, like two kind of like tumbler vodka soda type drinks in his hand. I was like, okay. Well, I said, well, I'll buy you a drink another time. And we sort of left it at that. And they kept talking for like a minute. And it was a nice, unawkward time for me to say, I'll, I'll catch up with you guys in a bit. And I just left there and I walked away, you know, 15 feet to another random place. And I was like, oh, I just met Tommy Stinson, who was double fisting, so I couldn't buy him a drink. Um, yeah, the rest of that night was cool too. There was a, I sat next to this guy uh, on a bench for like, 10 minutes we were talking and he's like, how do you know, how, who do you know here? And I was like, very friendly. And I was like, oh, I know Richard. And he goes, oh, cool. Yeah, I love Richard. And we talked for like 15 minutes. And then at the end he goes, well, it was nice to meet you. And he gets up and he goes, my name is Dizzy, by the way. And I'm like, oh, I'm Conrad. And I was like, oh, that was Dizzy Reed, <laughs> a uh, keyboardist from Guns N' Roses. Um, anyway, so that was my night with Guns N' Roses in 2003. Uh, the next night was interesting. They played the garden. It was awesome. Like we went... Um, and had nice floor seats near the front. And um, famously or infamously, that night or was the next day or something, Axel didn't show up. And the next show was supposed to be in Philly and they canceled the whole tour. And this was back when I, you know, they were, GNR was kind of a uh, very much not as stable as they are now. <laughs> and uh, so it was huge news that they canceled that tour. But anyway, if you remember that GNR big, huge tour that was canceled, it was also their first in like ages. But um, yeah, I was at that garden show and I was <laughs> partying with most of the band in the basement of Bar Niagara two nights before. Anyway, how did I get on that subject? Oh yeah, Tommy Stinson, who was great at Brooklyn Bowl. So I left that show, went to um, went over to... Uh, Pioneer Works, where the people thing was happening, which is like, um, and, and I know a lot of these people. It's a, a lot of my crew, which is like it's Aaron Dessner, Josh Kaufman, um, Justin Vernon, a uh, whole bunch of other people um, were there. So the high, the, the main, the sort of headliner Saturday night was a two night thing. I I only was able to go at the end of Saturday was Big Red Machine, which is um, the Justin Vernon, Aaron Dessner, and friends album that came out last year, which is really good if you haven't listened to Big Red Machine. Um, it's basically like the last Bon Iver record, but a little more collaborative, like there's more voices in it, you know. Um, anyway, uh, so that was great. But that it, By the time I got there, it had been a long day and night of eating the entire menu at Fawn, going to Brooklyn Bowl, seeing Tommy Stinson, seeing six Lemonhead songs. Uh, but it was good to, you know, ran into a lot of friends at Pioneer Works, um, friend Brandon, uh, friend Joe Rudge, uh, and then uh, <laughs> my friend Eric, who had come to Fawn and Brooklyn Bowl, he ended up showing up later in the night. He came, he came to meet me, and then um, yeah, my, my bandmate Baxter from Garden of the Ark and uh, his wife Elaine, and then we all made our way to Sonny's, the classic Red Hook uh, joint. Um, very late night and I was very slow moving the next day, but sometimes you got to do it. Um, it was fun. So that was the highlight of, um, of basically the last, uh, fortnight. Um, Oliver's had a good week this week. He had a tough week last week. Um, just not falling asleep at night, having trouble waking up, really not wanting to go to school. So that's kind of been like the dominating thing, which is like, if he has a bad morning and bad evening, it, it really does affect your entire day and your entire mood and poor guy but he's having a better week 
this week. Um, let's see, doing normal once in a while, stopping in at the local Bar Great Harry. Uh, had a couple of beers l- week before last week with um, Pete, my friend Pete, and um, Pete, uh, my friend, and also like neighbor and also old label head and sync agent and everything. And he and our friend, he was meeting up with our friend David Nagler, an incredible musician who lives in the neighborhood also and who I play with often uh, in the threes brewing world of community of people. So we just went there and talked about a bunch of artists, including Mary Chapin Carpenter, who uh, I love and who Dave Dave mentioned he had actually played with once. So I ended up listening to a lot of Mary Chapin Carpenter this week. Um, actually, it's a good segue into other music I listened to this week. I listened to that Vampire Weekend record. Um, it is pretty good, I guess. I'm not the biggest fan. Uh, I'm trying to remember when I've seen them. I saw their album release party for their first album at the Bowery Ballroom, and that was a pretty good show. Um, I remember standing up at the front. If you know the Bowery Ballroom, the uh, side front front of the stage side door that you access via those stairs, and you can kind of like, when you get to the top of the stairs, you're like, oh, at the side of the stage. And um, that was my spot for many years. And uh, so when I wasn't at the back right-hand part of the bar. But anyway, that's I remember watching that Vampire Weekend release show. Uh, it was pretty good, but I'm not the biggest fan uh, I want to be. And it, on paper, if you describe it, it seems like something I would like. But anyway, I like why I see why people like the song Harmony Hall. It's pretty good. I can see why people think it sounds like the dead. It kind of does. Um, it sounds like you know a lot of dead aspects I like, which is like the bouncy, sunny melody. Um, but you know, it's okay. I don't really think I'll listen to it again. I thought the Heim singing was really good on it. Um, a couple of songs, like My Mistake, I think it was, I thought were really interesting and I liked it. But yeah, you know, it is what it is. I listened to the new Big Thief record, UFOF, and that that album is just a masterpiece. It's phenomenal. It really creates its own sonic world. And yeah, um, that it pretty blew me away. Um, but can't listen to it all the time because you really have to dive into that sonic world. So I will listen to it again soon, but yeah. Highly recommended the new Big Thief. Um, listen to the new Elvis Costello EP Purse, which is now on digital streaming services after having been released physically on Record Store Day. It's like four collaboration songwriting collaborations. It's like Elvis and the Imposters covering these songs that Elvis wrote with like Johnny Cash, uh, Burt Backrack, Paul McCartney. Uh, the Paul McCartney one was like a legendary bootlegged song, The Lovers That Never Were from the Flower in the Dirt era of songwriting. Um, anyway, I recommend that little four song EP. And I was listening to Thinking Fellers Union Local 282 from the 90s uh, because on the new national record, which is basically out now, um, there's my almost my favorite song on the record. It's called Not in Kansas and uh, beautiful ballad, but it has a great song structure. It's like verse, verse, and then this weird bridge and then verse first and then this weird bridge again and the weird bridge is sung by um these female vocalists i think it's kate stables uh pauline delassis like minna tindall's her stage name and maybe someone else lisa hannigan but um the melody and lyrics they call it interpolating but it's um it's exactly the song uh noble experiment by thinking fellers local union 282 um it's a beautiful song beautiful melody and it really fits into that song um and yeah, the National uh, Record's out this week. It's great. Um, it's really quite a journey. It's a long, great album. Uh, going to see them tomorrow night 
at the iHeart Radio Theater, which I've never been to in Tribeca, I guess. Um, anyways, I think it's one of those like shortish shows where it's like broadcast and contest winners or something like that. Um, so I don't think it'll be a full show, but it'll be fun. Uh, moving on to books quickly. Uh, my my new thing is like I've started like I've set up an online account for the Brooklyn Public Library, and now I go in there and I reserve my books and they place holds on them or whatever. They deliver them to my local branch in Carroll Gardens, and I go and pick them up after I receive a text alert. And it is the best system. I can't believe I never did it before. I love it. Um, I've got two books already that I guess the clock's ticking. I guess I can renew the books, but I got Sticky Fingers by Joe Hagen, which was the book that came out last year about Jan Wenner, that Jan Wenner approved, unauthorized, but then really did not like when it came out. And um, it's great. It's fascinating. If you're at all interested in Jan Wenner and Rolling Stone and all this, you know, pop culture in general, it is good. Uh, like you'll, you'll enjoy it. Um, as usual with these type of biographies, it's always interesting to see like the childhood that these people had, anyone had. And if you recall, I loved Michelle Obama. I loved reading about her childhood and her family. Jan Wenner's is more interesting than lovable. It's he came from a sort of messed up family, and he's messed up, and uh, there's no <laughs> no one likable <laughs> in the family. Uh, anyway, so it was kind of weird to get to. I'm like, am I gonna like this? book or not and yeah now that I'm I'm in I'm around 1970 now and I'm definitely enjoying it and um I also got the fifth season by uh what's her name uh NH something uh Jemison Jameson um J E M I S I N it's like best selling sci-fi book Hugo award winning trilogy the fifth season and I I'm reading that concurrently and I just started it basically two nights ago and it's it's really good um, as good as advertised. So that's it. And I've got some other books I've got on hold at the library. Uh, Coders that came out recently, that book Coders, um, then something else. I can't remember what else. And uh, then my friend Elaine, who's married to Baxter, my bandmate slash friend, uh, she lent me the go-betweens, uh, the Robert Forster memoir, Robert Forster from the go-betweens, and he brought it to practice last night. Um and I'm looking forward to reading that. And other than that, uh, let's see, my voice is super dry because I've been attacked by allergies. And so I've been like lethargic in the morning and lethargic at night. And like starting at 7 p.m., I just get really tired and then it's hard for me to wake up. Um, and yeah, so allergies, I'm waiting for those to go away. But I say that right now because I wish I could get a drink of water, but it's across the room. Anyway, um, I guess that's it. Oh, I received my first magazine issue of Cincinnati Magazine. I don't know if I mentioned it. I'd received them, and it's great. I love reading magazines. I can't wait for Wired to come, my first issue. Uh, the current cover, which I don't know if I'll get this issue, but has a Paul Ford article on technology, and I love reading Paul Ford stuff. So that'll be good, and um, yeah, I guess that's it. This weekend, just the national show Friday. I'm trying to think if there's anything else interesting coming. Uh, next week on Wednesday, the 22nd, is Grateful Dead Night with me and Scott Devendorf and Bradley. It'll be fun. 
be a nice May. I think we, we're, going, we're doing themes now, and um, this theme is going to be early Brent year, so they're like 79 to 83-ish or so. We have a nice spanking new poster series from our friend Daryl Norson, who I don't think either of us have met, me or Scott, but Daryl's in Boston, and he's an incredible artist and graphic designer, and he does a lot of beautiful posters and, and album artwork. So he's done one for us. So if you go to the Threes Brewing site and look up Grateful Dead Night, you can see his beautiful work. Um, let's see, we're getting ready for a Garden of the Ark show at the Kingsland on Wednesday, May 29th. I've never been to the Kingsland, but uh, my friend at Brooklyn Vegan assured me that it is a legit cool venue, so I'm excited to play there. Uh, we had a nice practice last night where we were surprisingly tight for having not played together in a couple of months. And... Um, yeah, I guess those are the big things. Yeah, so beer. I drank a lot of good beer. Um, been still doing the other half runs on the weekend. Um, other half is just great. And like also been drinking the new Threes Strong Beer, which I saw at Bar Great Harry last week. And Threes was being sold, uh, Logical Conclusion, I think it was, was being sold at Pioneer Works during the People Fest. So that was great. Um Anyway, I can't think of anything else. I guess that's it for episode 21 of the Conrad Life Report, uh, May 16th, 2019. See you hopefully next week. It's been bi-weekly lately, but I'm trying to get it weekly again. Um, and that's it. Uh, see, talk to you again soon.